Got my notes all together. Sweet. Cool. Uh, last time we did our bottom seven, right? Yep. Cool. So I got up, I got Jupiter's Darling, Brutal Broken, Red Velvet Car, Fanatic, Private Audition, Magazine. And then I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've switched something. I, I had a feeling... The, hi everyone we're starting here um yep. I, <laughs> I had a feeling because the one that you had at the end of the episode i was like i feel like that one's probably better it needs to be in the in the top half um yeah but we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to that because this is part two of heart welcome everybody to cranked and ranked it's heart uh, two. heart 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 part tart two one of those things heart heart bart pop tart yeah <laughs> Oh no, I'm hungry. Um, yeah, shit. Um, yeah, so cranked and ranked. Uh, if you're if you're checking out part two, you probably already know what this is. So, it, but if not, a podcast YouTube show where we rank band discographies and do other stuff. But right now, we're ranking the discography of Heart, and this is part two because they got what 15, 15 albums altogether. Something um, like, yeah, yeah, f- would, 15, 15 main studio albums, 15 heart albums, because there is that Love Mongers. Um, yeah, there's a, was a Love Mongers Christmas, and there's another something else that's Love Mongers as well. Um, yeah, which is essentially Nan and Nan and Nancy. <laughs> Nan and Nancy. <laughs> Nan and Nancy. Anyway, that's yeah, that's when they switched heads. And um, anyway heart i don't know yeah. I, I don't know why i'm so i'm so out of it i, I feel like <laughs> like i don't i feel like a train that is just slightly off the track i'm still moving in the right direction but it's like i'm lagging and there's like sparks flying and stuff <laughs> but hi i'm old head with me as always eddie sparks that's me i have a quick question yes is it better with or, or without because i like i like with uh well yeah, I i'm i'm just wondering if i i look a little too like luna from bear in the big blue house like <laughs> what <laughs> um you, but t- t- turn it moon looking ass over turn here it, turn it off again let's figure this out do i look basically what i'm asking is do i look like the moon from the mighty boosh no, no, you're not that bright. <laughs> okay. I don't look like a vanilla rapist. Michael okay. Collins. <laughs> Michael Collins. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like this looks cozier, but I'm unsure. What I, do you yeah, think? That's, that's fine. We can, you, we can see you fine. You're not, you're not as white. Um, so I, I guess that's, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I look, I look a little more tanned here. We're sticking what, with that with this episode. I mean, we are we are the whitest podcast in the history. Of, I mean, who, well, how much more white can you get than a dude from Texas and a dude from Cornwall? I mean, it's <laughs> maybe, maybe a maybe a right leaning version of what we do. That's true. That's true. That's that, that would be 
awful. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, uh, Heart Part Two. So we've got eight our top eight Heart albums, and as you heard at the beginning of this, um, Eddie's swapped around a little bit. So I guess that's probably where we should start because we. I don't know the best way to approach that because did you literally just swap an eight and a nine or or is there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's an eight and nine sitch. So well, uh, let's just, let's just jump right into that because last time I believe your your number nine was Baby Lestrange, correct? Yes. Which yeah. I think is is a great album. Yeah, um, and and the, as far as I'm concerned, everything nine onward, I fucking love. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's with, let's let's start off critiques. Yeah, let's start off with what ended up becoming number nine. Number and then nine? we'll then we'll get back on track. Uh, do number nines. A number nine large. <laughs> a number six with extra dip. A number seven, two number forty-fives, one with cheese, and a large soda. Are you man? We gotta. We're gonna have to celebrate when that new GTA comes out. Hell yeah! Yes. Um, I, I don't. I mean, I, I. I'm sure I won't be able to play it because I don't have any system to play it on. But you know, maybe I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll jump in onto Twitch or something and watch people play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it's a good way to get get an idea for it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. But yeah, what was what was your number nine again? Was it Dog and Butterfly? I'm trying to remember yes. if it was. Yes, Dog and Butterfly was my number nine. Okay, well, we've matched up then because my number nine is now Dog and Butterfly. All right, so cool, cool. In, Baby Lestrange is now my eight. Dog and Butterfly is my number nine. All right, cool. Okay, so uh, basically this album's kind of split down the middle with if you want to call it the the rock side and the folky side mm -hmm. because you know if you want to look at it dog and butterfly you got the bark bark and you've got the pretty little thing over here um so open it up with cook with fire like hell yeah they do this bangs um <laughs> high time high time is a cool track uh high jinx is a swaggering bluesy one Straight On is, is incredible. That's a great song. Great 70s rock song. Mm -hmm. um, I love the, you know, jangly chorus effecty bits. In the mm -hmm. uh, chorus. Just great stuff. And then flip it over to Side B, or Side Butterfly, if you want to call it that. Uh, as you got the title track, Dog and Butterfly is a soothing title track. Uh, Lighter Touch is vibey ballad zone nada one is more vibey balladage see this is where the album's like sequencing i feel it doesn't lend itself to a bit more of a modern advantage i feel like you know as time went on people kind of sequenced albums as a as an entire thing whereas you know back in the 70s you had bands like you know led zeppelin with led zeppelin 3 they had like a rock side and a acoustic side pretty yeah, much yeah. on that album um which is you know which is cool if you're going for that but sequencing wise unless you're in that zone it can be a bit of a a trip up uh, that being said mistral wind is is a heavy stone temple pilot song before stone temple pilots were you know 
adults. Yeah. <laughs> but those those jangly, vibey parts over the heavy bits remind me of Cora era stunt double pilots, and I fucking adore that album. So as far as I'm concerned, that's you know massive praise from me. Yeah, it might be my favorite song on the album next to Straight On. Um, but yeah, it's I am I am with you. This this for me was also like the first heart album where I was like, okay, okay, they're they're doing what they you know, logically this is the next step. You know, they they did really well with Lil Queen and they were like, let's fucking do that, but nineteen seventy eightified. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's that's my uh number nine, making Babylift Strange my number eight. Um so as, well let's let's do that real quick though because like you know obviously for most of what Eddie said about Baby the Strange you can hear it or did hear it in part one but before we move on to my number eight what what cha- why did it, what changed like what is it about Baby the Strange that all of a sudden put it above Dog and Butterfly I went over it again and listened to it on its own rather than you know boshing through all of the albums you uh-huh. know because uh i'd kind of set myself early in the week to just listen to all these albums in fast succession i, I do like four at a time mm-hmm. so by number four i was kind of like you know kind of hearted out a little bit so upon re-listening to it actually i was like you know what this is a killer rock and roll album and with that, you know, I've got some updated notes on that. Yeah, thankfully. let's do it. Let's got, do it. You got uh, Baby Lestrange. It has just some sexy ass riffage in it. Down on me, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Silver Wheels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Silver Wheels is a cool instrumental interlude. Break is a wild song. Love that track. Um, on the CD version, there's a live version of Break at the end of the album, and that kicks ass mm-hmm. um rocking heaven down love the outro in that song even it up kicks major ass strange night is a rocking song raised on you is this like bouncy piano led rock and roller pilots this ballad kind of track and sweet darling is this very ballady closer which you know ends the album nicely with a nice little nice little bow on it yeah um all in all i will say it is my favorite album cover of all of the albums. Yeah. Because, uh, I, for I, obvious I, I, reasons. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah. Cool. Well, I, that's, that's great that that one ended up, that one, that one's actually higher for me. Um, you, you'll my, Eddie Sparks double bill with this intro. So, yeah, yeah that's all right. <laughs> um, my, uh, my number eight is Bad Animals from 1987. Okay. Um, so I I do enjoy the '80s heart stuff because I like that mm-hmm. stuff in general. Like that the the '80s, you know, big you know pop rockish kind of stuff. I I, I enjoy yeah. it. Um, this one though ends up like being the bottom of this half because they it kind of takes what they were doing with heart, the self-titled heart album Mm -hmm. continuing with this more eighties polished pop rock kind of thing. But what they've done now is it's a little bit more keyboard heavy and they've softened the guitars to where sometimes they're, they're very like 
Don't worry, it's safe in here. The guitars are quiet. Um, yeah. It's barely, it sounds barely like rock music sometimes. But mm. it does have, you know, Alone, which is like one of their biggest songs ever. Um, and, um, but the, I think the big problem with this one is that it's two, it's two things. First off, the it doesn't have a, a very good energy because of the way it's produced. It doesn't, it's not energetic enough for me. It's not, um, heart needs a little bit of an edge and bad animals is as unedgy as I think they got really. Um, it was, it was very, very polished yeah. production wise. And, and, and not only that, they're in this point now where a lot of bands were doing this, where they were collaborating with songwriters and in heart's case, sometimes not even collaborating other people just wrote the songs and then they played the songs and in comparison to the self-titled album and this one this one really sounds like they're just doing other people's songs there's something about this album that sounds like they're doing cover songs and it's Mm. uh it's 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 disappointing, but on top of that, it's disappointing because it's 1987, and I feel like, well, they they had hits, so who the fuck am I? But if but I think it would have been better if they had embraced the hair metal thing more, turned up the guitars, and tried to make it a little more of a you know I don't know anthemic hard rock tunes as opposed to trying to write crossover pop songs or trying to get writers to write crossover pop songs. Um, So it's really, it's lacking a lot. Like it's, it's, it's like a heart album, but it doesn't feel very genuine. It really sort of feels like a, a pop music factory that, that, you know, they got Ann and Nancy Wilson to put their stamp on it. And then it got put out. It doesn't really feel much like a band or a legitimate rock album. It just is kind of nineties pop or eighties pop, which is fine. I have no problem with eighties pop, but in this particular case, the albums that kind of book end it are yeah. much, much stronger to me. So, um, bad animals ends up being number eight. Cool. Uh, well with that, uh, I'm going to move on to my number seven with a 90s album oh okay and which 90s album is it gonna be uh what it's not brigade it's got to be um the other one bingo uh desire walks on desire walks on that's it yep and this is the one with lane staley on it because it's 1993 and they're both from seattle of course uh but you know, it sounds like it's got one foot in the 80s and one foot in the 90s, which has always been something I like a lot. Uh, but there is... This album has its cracks, mm-hmm. but it's really grown on me, I will say. Um, uh, back back in black... No, not back in black. Black on black, sorry. <laughs> uh, so black that, on now black. That, now that you mention it, I'm pretty sure that she's covered it before, but man... Ann Wilson singing ACDC songs? That sounds like it'd be tasty. Yeah. 
Like just I'd pay, you, good, I'd pay good money <laughs> to see that actually. I, I mean, ass. she's she's done a handful of cover songs in her time. I, I don't. I, I bet you she's done a an ACDC song at some point. But I don't know. That'd be so cool. You, yeah. you know, that's the first thing I'm going to look up on YouTube as soon as this is done. <laughs> she could pull it off as well. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Incredible vocalist. But, you know, Black on Black is this chugging triplet rocker that is a very clear nod to Barracuda, but with an updated sound. That dun 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 feel. They yeah. were definitely going for, well, you know. It worked in the 70s. We're out of the 80s now, so it might might work. Um, Back to Avalon is this like folk rock power ballady country-ish track. Um, The Woman in Me, this song is sexy as hell. Love this song. Um, Yeah. Anne's voice sounds incredible. Love the keyboard part in there. Uh, Rage, heavy-ass Zeppelin-esque rocker. Um, I wish the chorus had a bit more to it, but hearing Anne just go absolutely savage is just mm, chef's kiss. Yeah. It's enough. Um, In Walks the Night is a big old power ballad. My Crazy Head's a cool song. Ring Them Bells. Oh, hi, Lane. Um, you know, e- even though this, I would consider this, a missed opportunity yes. with having Lane on it. It's still, it, it's still a really good showcase of what a good vocalist he really was. You know, because yeah, even 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 though you know, I would have preferred much like you for them to have done a heavier song with Lane in the vein of Alison Chains, something heavy grunge sort of thing you still hear what a great singer he was on yeah. this. Yeah. Um, Will You Be There? In the morning. Underrated power ballad. Had it come out three or four years earlier, it would have been huge. Um, Voodoo Doll is a cool, trippy song. Anything possible. Anything is possible. Sorry, it's a cool song. Desire Walks On is a great closer. Honestly, like this album has been growing on me lately. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like I have uncovered a little secret gem with this album because I'd never really taken to it before. But now um, I'm kind of in this like mid 90s deep dive at the minute where I'm discovering actually, you know, some of these, you know, albums from older bands during the 90s. Some, there's some cool stuff out there, and this album's full of songs I really liked. That being said, though, when you're talking about a catalog as chock full of killer stuff as Heart, yeah, um, you know, I, I need to somewhat set my biases aside and say, hey, look, you know, there's six albums above this that I just cannot justify going any lower yeah. than this. Yeah. Um, so, you know... I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the moment we hit magazine, it's just 10 incredible albums mm-hmm. in my list. Uh, so with that, that's my number seven with Desire Walks On. Okay. Uh, my number seven, we're staying in the, sort of the same zone for me, uh, Brigade from 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, they're continuing the same kind of thing here where it's random songwriters... Some they collaborated with, some they didn't. 
Um, I like Brigade has a much better energy to it um, than Bad Animals. And um, the guitars are back up in the mix the, for a start. The, yeah, the guitars are, are louder. And uh, I and you know what? I I didn't know. I just I found this out when I was researching this album. Is that uh, all I want to do is make love to you was written by Mutt Lang, and I mm. did not know that. I mean, I knew he wrote songs. He wrote songs for plenty of artists, but um, I did not know that was a Mutt Lang song. Um, but uh, you know that was another big hit for them, and. Um, I really think that while Brigade is an improvement over Bad Animals, it still kind of feels like a bunch of hired guns were tasked with keeping heart in the charts. And so all the songs feel like a swing at making a hit song. And, you know, they succeeded. They had a huge hit and um, the album did well. But I just think uh, that... A lot of them are a little bit forgettable if you're not just kind of enjoying the eight, the 80s vibe still continuing in the 90s. And yeah. um, it's a little too long also. And, it uh, is quite a lengthy album. And yeah. Um, But yeah, so it, once again, like it's it's uh, I, I really think that that Hart nailed this uh, the this sort of 80s thing with the self-titled one. And then these next two that followed, it just they didn't quite have the charm. Um, and, and and it's I think it's because they didn't really go too far away from that formula. Whereas like I, another band that comes to mind that was doing the same thing at the time is Aerosmith. But if you look at Permanent Vacation versus Pump, those are very different albums. They're both yeah. Aerosmith albums and they're both rock albums, but they're the you know yet like Permanent Vacation really does feel like they're figuring out how to like collaborate with songwriters and stuff, but Pump feels way more like they just went like I don't know they they if there's it feels like they hit a fucking stride and there's just so much energy and great songwriting on that and it doesn't feel like just trying to make hits it feels like trying to make a good album and i think that's the difference is that making hit songs great you know puts food on the table you in you know money in your bank account or whatever but um it's it's less interesting to me because I, i i don't hear i don't hear an album i hear a collection of of well crafted songs by other people so yeah um, but at least it feels more rocking, so that's why it goes above. It goes above Bad Animals because there's a, at least a better rock vibe, and I enjoy the the '80s slash rock, you know, kind of vibe thing always. So, yeah, yeah. So that's my number. Where are we on seven? That's my number seven. Yeah, yeah. That's number seven. Cool. So that brings uh, brings me to my number six, and. Boy, oh boy, did this album move around my list like <laughs> fucking crazy. Because, like, whenever I found myself listening to it, I'm not going to give it away just yet, I found myself thinking, this is very much up my street. However, <laughs> there are things to it that lend it to being a little lower on this list, most notably the... uh polishing and toning down of the edgier elements all right i know where we're going 
And my number six is Bad Animals. Now, okay. if you'd have asked me a f- couple days ago, right after I'd listened to it, I'd have put it at like two or three. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, because it, it's not an album that I don't enjoy by any means. I, I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, stacking it next to the rest of these albums, this is this is one of the hardest rankings I've ever had to do. Because there's so much great stuff here that... I can never really say is bad. It's just really well performed and often very well written stuff that's yeah. just all really good. The problem is, and you know, I'm with you on this, and it, and it's and it's relatively well known too that at this point they have got outside songwriters. They're being you know externally morphed into this MTV thing. Yeah. Um, not to mention that during this era, they did some like Anne was really struggling with her weight, um, and they really treated her in a in a nasty way. Like the, you know, the whole MTV thing around. I'm, tr- it. I'm trying yeah. to remember which music video it is, but it's. It, I think it might be one off of this one where only the shots of Anne. It's comp- they compress the image. Yeah. They're not even trying yeah. to hide that. They literally just went, ah, just compress the image and make it look weird just so she doesn't look so fat. That, that might <laughs> just be. Like, that might be there's the girl, you know. I think just, that might be. Because she, she's just behind a, like a bunch of shit too. She's behind like a bunch of this like set piece that's all yeah. like metal hubcaps and bars and shit. And it might be that like, one. But even when, even if, even when it's just like a close up of her head singing, it's all scrunched in. And I'm just yeah. like, who's the asshole that made that call? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, because that's like, it's, I mean, that's because I, you know, I, I'm not one of those people that shits on MTV because MTV, I think was very good for a lot of things. Mm. Um, but those kind of things, when it when it really got to the point where they it was all image, they were over point. they were overlooking artists or or you know tossing aside artists based on how they looked. And I understand that you know it's a visual medium, but that went too far. And you know yeah. that and that that's the only my only problem with any of that stuff is that I'm just like. The, the visual thing is to see the artists that are doing the songs, not to just see pretty artists. I mean, but and yeah. so that got that got lost. Um, and so that every time I see that, I just feel I feel bad for Anne because I'm just like, man, she's got enough problems. And now a video comes out and they're very clearly just saying you're fat, you know, <laughs> you know, with the video. And yeah. And it's just, it's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I hate shit like that. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, that woman's always been beautiful. So, you know, yeah. you know, you know, wait, I don't give a shit about that. Nah, 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 nah. nah. I like curves anyway. Uh, so yeah, with that, you know, bad animals, I'm going to, I'm going to dive right into this. Uh, obviously it's, it's the one with a loan on it. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, next to Barracuda is their signature song. Like this is, this is their signature song of this era of Heart in the eighties. You know, it's like the big, the big one. They had a lot of big ones, but this is the big, big one, mm-hmm. as far as I know. 
Um, but the album kicks off of Who You Run To, which is, as far as I'm concerned, an underrated song. Um, it's a great track, great pop rock anthem. Alone, goes without saying. Mm-hmm. There's the girl. Now, this song, for me, just... This isn't on GTA Vice City, but this song really does put me in that zone. Those like lush synths do evoke that image of just cruising down a Miami street in a sunset. Yeah. Like there's just something about this song that takes me to another place. Driving a white Testa Rossa in a pastel suit, you know? That'd be killer. Um But then this is where the album really gets into the big ballads with massive choruses mm-hmm. you know zone they're definitely swinging for a formula on this album yeah you know i want you so bad is this contemplative ballad wait for an answer has this massive chorus on it you know it's a great song bad animals is is a love this song you ain't so tough is as far as i'm concerned an underrated track strangers of the heart there's some great synth stuff on it. Easy Target is badass. Love Easy Target. Uh, and RSVP is this big old closer. Um, and it's it's very clear that if, if we're going to call Heart 1985 that album, if we're going to call that their hair metal album, this is their, like, AOR album. Yeah. Where the guitars and, the well, the guitar-to-keyboard ratio... We have guitar here, we have keyboard here, you know, on this scale. Yeah. One is one is significantly more prominent than the other, uh, which I think gives the album its own vibe. But if we're talking about their quote-unquote glam metal trilogy, this is definitely the weakest all-round, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, although one thing I will say is it is shorter than Brigade, so in that way, <laughs> it's got it that has that it. over it. Yeah. So, but, 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 yeah, like us, like I was saying, it's it's a great album, but is it a great heart album compared to the five I've put above it? Yeah, I yeah, I agree with all that. That being said, it's. A, pop rock album from 1987 so i love it by default <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah cool well my uh number six is magazine from mm-hmm. 77 or 78 depending on um what you're listening to um so this was their second album but like we talked about it yesterday where it was a uh, yesterday last episode <laughs> um the, you know yesterday for us uh, the, just you know, gaslight all of our listeners into thinking it, it's yeah. not really shit <laughs> you just think the two weeks have passed but no you're <laughs> wrong you're wrong it's you're only been crazy it's only been <laughs> one day um, the uh, there was a you know there was a rough history to this album um, and you know it was put out without their well not really without their permission but we, you know they really didn't have a final say in it the, the record label just put it out so they ended up going back and re-recording some things, reordering songs, and putting out putting their version out in '78, um, which is the same album cover and title and all that shit, you know. Um, so it's an interesting album because you look at it on on a whole and you're like, 
Well, it's it's a step down from Dreambo Danny. And mm-hmm. and that's true, but there's something about uh, the I guess the the momentum of a band like this when they were doing these early albums where this kind of thing where it is like five original songs, one of them is under two minutes long and then some live, you know, songs and covers or whatever, but it's still, you put it together and you put it on, it's still a fucking really entertaining and and fun seventies rock album. Absolutely. And so there's something to be said about that. And so I, and I kind of like the, thrown together aspect of it just because it it feels almost like a a b-sides album or something you know like um and it's it's kind of cool um but uh you know know, the interesting thing that i learned about this that has nothing to do with heart so they do a cover of without you the song without you and Mm -hmm. um i was always led to believe that that was written by harry nielsen and it wasn't. It was written by Bad, the band Badfinger. It's an ori- it's an original yeah. song by Badfinger. And I and I just I always thought Harry Nielsen wrote it and Badfinger covered it, but it's the other way around. And wow. and so I'm just like that's interesting because that's a fucking beautiful song. And Badfinger, I mean Badfinger is a good good band. Um, if you the the fun fun fact, I believe they were the first band signed to Apple Records, the Beatles uh, uh, label, if I'm remembering correctly, because I think they signed like James Taylor or something first. I don't know if it was James Taylor. <laughs> anyway, that, that saved that for the Beatles episode. But um, but yeah, so I, and I like the heart cover of Without You, because, you know, you can't go wrong with a song like that with Ann Wilson singing it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and so magazine is clearly, you know, it's it's easily looked at as a transitional album not just musically speaking but also literally what was everything going on with the band it's like transitions personified or whatever you know music musicified in an album um and i find that enjoyable i don't know i think it's i think maybe there's a little bit of that thing that I wasn't old enough where, you know, and when this, I was, I wasn't even born in 77, but 78, I was alive, but I wasn't old enough to, to really get to experience the, the music climate of that time. And so I think I do get a little bit of enjoyment from just things like this because I'm like, Oh, this is cool. This has got a little story behind it. And this is not your normal kind of album. And, and it happened in the seventies and I don't know. I just, it makes me enjoy it a lot more. So, um, it's, you know, it's not amazing, but I, it's still heart being a fucking cool band. They did three albums in a row where I, where I will say like that they were fucking cool as fuck. And then, you know, they kind of went through these periods of figuring out who they were and doing good things and kind of good things and okay things. But, um, around this period, I, I just look at them. I mean, they're, they're cool as fuck. Um, so that's, uh, that's my number six magazine. Very nice. Okay. So we're in the, uh, we're in the top five zone. Top five. Top five zone. And I think it's time to take it back to day one. Oh, with, my number five, which is Dreamboat Annie. Okay. Uh, this is a brilliant 
album. Just extremely well crafted. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like there's such a vibe through this album, especially with this like, you know, Dreamboat Annie trilogy going through it. You know, there's several of these reprise moments yeah. on it. But I mean, kicking it off with Magic Man, like yeah. killer. It's as mystic as it is yummy. <laughs> Man, that one's um, that that's one of those songs that I feel like it's it's been used multiple times in movies to alert you that you're now in the 70s. Like you'll hear that mm-hmm. you, you, it'll go into the ding, next scene. Ding, you know, ding, some ding, some yeah. some movie that goes throughout time periods, if they're getting into the 70s, that is a good song to start and be like, boom, you are in the 70s now. Listen to yeah. it. This is the sounds of the 70s. Everything is orange, beige, and sepia. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's killer. Um, Dreamboat Annie, fantasy child, is a short, folky number and the first of, like I say, the Power of Three kind of trilogy on this album. Keeps kind of a theme running through it. And then right after that, we've already had Magic Man. You mm-hmm. get crazy on you, which yep. is just a certified 70s rock classic. Yeah. Uh, Soul of the Sea is a cool song. Absolutely love White Lightning and Wine. Awesome song. Um, love me like music. I'll Be Your Song is our second brackets parentheses song on the album, whatever you want to call it, and it's cool. Sing Child is this awesome rocking song. How Deep It Goes is cool. And finally, you get Dreamboat Annie Reprise, which wraps up the album in a nice little bow. I might have forgotten to put the actual Dreamboat Annie song in my notes. Dreamboat Annie's really cool too. There's three of those tracks. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, 70s Heart often strikes me as the female counterpart to Led Zeppelin. Like, sure, they hit you with some serious rock songs, but there is that strong folk influence in there too. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, coming right out of the gate with an album like this, this is a great first album mm-hmm. uh, and it stands as one of their best because it's just so well crafted yeah weaving that vibe throughout awesome love it love everything about it sweet that is yeah that's my number five uh, yeah yeah we're we're for me we're in the we're we're now in the love zone for me i i think nice. these are all great albums um but uh yeah this 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 one might be way higher up for you. Uh, my <laughs> number five is the self-titled Heart album from 1985. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so this one came out like 10 years after their first album. Yeah. Roughly, and, yeah. Oh, and, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And um, we talked about it before. This is the, the with our first collaborating with with other songwriters and um, it's got the hits on it. You know, what about love? Never these dreams. Those are songs I heard on the radio a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's very 80s sounding. And honestly, I think that I have a little bit of nostalgia for this, like a childhood nostalgia, just because I remember hearing songs from this album a lot on the radio. Yeah. Um, and um yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, really, it, it is like I just like it because it's a very well done '80s rock album with 
big old, you know, hit songs on it. And um, it's kind of, it's great because it's like, and sometimes I, I forget that it was 85. I don't know why I always hear these and I, I think that it's a little bit later in the 80s, but... Maybe they were just, you know, trailblazing at this point. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it's a little bit ahead of its time for that level of polished pop rock stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It, but, it, and, you know, they would get more polished, obviously. But um, I just, I, I, this is one of those albums where it's the same thing that I'll say about some of their 70s stuff, where along with the bangers, the rest of it is just a vibe and it's a vibe mm-hmm. that it's really difficult to recreate it now because even with modern technology and trying to replicate sounds, it's never really going to sound like the eighties. It's, it's always, there's a difference between sounding eighties and sounding like the eighties. And so I yes. think with, with heart, yeah. it sounds, it's, it feels and sounds like 1985. It It's not, you know, you're putting filters and stuff or whatever in your program to make it sound that way. But, and so I enjoy that. I enjoy a snapshot of a time of music that, um, you know, I was, I was a kid and I was soaking up all of this stuff or whatever, but, um, yeah. So I just really enjoy it. I just think that there's, there's not an enjoyable moment on this album. If you're looking for eighties rock music that sounds 80s rock <laughs> it's uh yeah. you 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 can't do a lot better than uh than the self-titled heart album so that's my number five yeah. cool uh yeah so that brings me to my number four number four and fuck man am i Uh-oh. i'm looking at my Uh-oh. i'm looking i'm looking at my <laughs> list and i'm wondering i'm wondering to myself you know, I'm gonna do a little switcheroo. Oh shit! And and you're not gonna you're not gonna find out what that is until we're never until, we're never gonna know. Yeah. Well, well, you, you are gonna know. You're gonna know shortly. Oh. But uh, with that, you know, I thought I was being a little unfair to to another era uh, there. Got it. So I'm 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 being completely fair and honest with myself. Okay. Which leads to my number four being 1983's Passion Works. Okay. The most underrated heart album, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, I feel I I don't I don't hear people talk about it. Yeah, I feel like it's the 80s sounding heart album that people don't bring up because, like, right after this album, you get the self-titled. Yeah. Therefore. Like this, this to me sounds like them transitioning into the eighties, as of nineteen eighty three. So like the new, the new wavy, album oriented rock kind of sound. It's Mm -hmm. not quite in the glam zone yet. Yeah, they haven't got their pirates on acid outfits on yet. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So. Yeah, it's definitely a transitional album for the band, but holy shit, they're firing on all cylinders here. Yeah. Like, this it has an 80s-ness to it, but like I say, more in an early 80s way, in a good way compared to Private Audition, which came out just a year before it. Yeah. Private Audition, 
sounds like the very confused version of the early 80s yeah you know? yeah like oh fuck <laughs> this is new what are this we is doing? the passion works is the album they made after they sobered up and they're like oh fuck let's try that mm. again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how, how can I refuse? Incredible song should have been a much bigger hit, as far as I'm concerned. That is an excellent song. Um, blue guitar, great powerful pop rock song. Johnny Moon is this cool viber. Sleep Alone is this stomping hard rocking track um, that I feel like could have been on the following album, mm-hmm. um, vibe wise. Together now. Sounds like Zeppelin if they never split up and kept going into the 80s. Uh, Allies is a huge ballad. Sounds like something Survivor could have done. Um, Beat by Jealousy. Uh, has some sassy album-oriented rock AOR guitars going on. <laughs> uh, Heavy Heart has a great <laughs> chorus to it. Love the harmonies. Love Mistake is this vibey ballad. Language of Love is... Again, it's one of those Miami Vice sunset driving scene vibes. Uh, and Ambush is an excellent closer, full of 80s tropes, such as Simmons hex pad drums and synth bass galore. Yeah. Uh, really cool song on a really cool album. Honestly, this album really should get a lot more love than it gets. Yeah, I agree. Like... Upon re-listening to this album, I think this one and Desire Walks On have grown on me the hardest out of this heart deep dive I've been doing for the past month. So, yeah. yeah. With that, that wraps up my number four. Cool. Yeah, I agree. I like that album so much that it actually ended up pushing what I think a lot of people would consider their best album to number four. Um, my number four is Little Queen from 1977. And um, which it, would have been my number four if I hadn't done a last minute change. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honorary um, matchup. <laughs> all right, yeah. Um, so the this one is the one out of all of their early stuff that it's the I, I feel the most Zeppelin love on this album. And yeah. it's a very strong album. With one of their most recognizable songs, Barracuda, which is a fucking banger. Yeah. But um, the my only problem with this is that if I'm holding this album up next to Dreamboat Annie, which are, are similar in what they're doing, this one feels more uneven to me. Not as well sequenced... There's no bad songs. There's just, and I, I think it's a, I think it's weighted down by the awesomeness of Barracuda because there's no other Barracuda on this album. No, there isn't. No, and so it's, yeah. it does feel a little like, all right, when are we gonna get back on that track? We're not, but it's still good. I almost feel like yeah. you just start after Barracuda. And then, like the album's like you know works a lot better. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I, I mean, it, who, who the fuck's gonna complain about you know it's an album with Barracuda on it? So I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna I, I have to ask you a question, and maybe you don't know. Maybe you'll have to run and listen to it real quick to to answer me. The riff in Love Alive 
why why does it make me think of a Soundgarden song? Like not ju- not the sound of it. I feel like Soundgarden did that riff in one of their original songs. And I what what era of Soundgarden are we talking? I er, later later sound. Late, I, late. I fe- in my brain it feels like later Soundgarden. And okay, I went to, stole them. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, go listen to it real quick. Just the the riff and it may maybe it's not Soundgarden, but a Soundgarden-ish band did a Love song. Alive, right? Yeah, Love Alive. And Wh- which which part are we talking? Like the riff right at the beginning? It I don't know if it starts immediately, but it's the main riff in the song. Um, um let's let's give him a moment to listen. And if you're if you're at home or wherever you're listening, pull up Love Alive, and maybe you, maybe you know. Maybe you know the answer. That sounds exactly like Uncovered from... Um, yeah. Is that, is, that on, is that Louder Than Love? Yeah, is that's it? off Louder Than Love. Okay. That's Uncovered. Okay. Is it, but is it identical? Let me have a quick listen. <laughs> And need need a so it's a different a, a little bit of a different rhythm I think yeah I mean it's not it's not on folky instrumentation it's yeah got a, you know holy shit yeah that that definitely is sounds... it even is it even in the same key like I. Let me. This is a breakthrough, man. Sound yeah. Garden uncovered. Because I, I mean, and I think it's because like I love, I mean, I love Sound Garden, but I love that album. And I was like, that song is just one that's in my head. So when I heard this riff, because I'd never heard the album all the way through, I don't think I'd ever heard Love Alive before. And I'm listening to it as we speak. Okay. Damn. Okay. Oh, com- comparing and contrasting. Getting to the bottom of this. Soundgarden owes them owes them some money. Yeah, it does sound very similar. <laughs> that's 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 very. It sounds different because it's uh, through a distorted guitar as opposed to an acoustic. Yeah. That sounds just different enough to get away with it, but like, yeah, heart, heart from Seattle, their, their song are from Seattle, their song goes ding 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 ding. Mine goes ding 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 ding. So yeah, but and to be to be completely honest, I prefer uh, the Soundgarden song. But I re- I do like Love Alive. It's but you know so whatever. Sometimes you repurpose, and I wonder if it was an homage or if whoever wrote it didn't even realize it, because that happens at times. Like I've yeah. written songs in my life, even to the point where I've already taught it to the band I was in, where we've already started doing stuff. And then everybody gets a phone call from me. Oh dude, I figured out, I just ripped that off. All right. Just we're scrapping that song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cause you don't, sometimes you don't know. And, uh, and cause a melody or something will come to you in a certain way and your brain doesn't make the connection. Yeah. Um, that's why I never get too pissed off about songs that sound like other songs. Because yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel like I can put myself in a situation where I go, 
I see how that could have just been written by somebody not, you know, subconsciously not really knowing that they actually were borrowing from something else. There are some things that are flat out ripoffs, but other but other things I'm just like, eh, you know, it's it happens. There's only so many notes and combos yeah. you can throw in unless you're a prog band and then you then you get up your own ass a little too much, but you know. I remember being in a in like kind of a funk rock band in college, and I remember coming up with this riff. Uh, we 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 had like an assignment to come up with a song, and I was like, I've been sat on this riff for ages. Bum bum and then the fucking tutor came in and went, "Hey, um, you know you're not covering stuff this lesson, right? You're supposed to come up with something original." I was like. I did. I came up with this riff. I'm like, now nah, you're about 50 years late, pal. You know, come uh, come together. And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Fuck! I thought I came up with something killer. Um, I got this brand new song. It goes, she likes you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She likes you. <laughs> Somebody already did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got this. I got this track. Let me let me know what you think. Imagine there's no heaven, even in the same <laughs> accent. <laughs> like, why, why are you? Oh, I didn't know. I was just singing it in John's accent. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do more of a nasally thing if I want to do John, right? Hey. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, where was it? Where were we? Uh, yeah. So we we uh, we yeah. uh, we uncovered the uh, the connection between. Uh, Love Alive and Soundgarden. Anyway, hey. Little Queen's great. I just, I just, I, I start looking at things as albums, and uh, mm-hmm. this one out of these top four is the most kind of uneven. Um, but yeah, Barracuda is a fucking certified banger forever and ever. Amen. But yep. But yeah, GCI San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's one, of, it's one, of, it's one of those riffs that like everybody that plays guitar has played. You know, many, many yeah. times in their lives, just because absolutely it feels good. But, um, but yeah, it didn't, uh, um, um, it didn't uh, make you know the top. It, it had to go at four, just because the three albums that, that are above this, I just think as albums are just really fucking good, like mm-hmm. straight through. So uh, on to your number. Oh wait, your number three is is uh, is uh, Little Queen, right? It is it is Lil Queen. All right, and let's do it. Yeah, so my number three, Lil Queen, obviously the one with Barracuda on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if you're going for seventies, is their signature song. You know, uh, alone being the eighties counterpart to that. But you know, it's my first heart song. Having heard it on GTA San Andreas, well, I, I probably heard the eighties ones on the radio. Around that time, and or you know, no, years. knowing knowing your age, you heard them in a supermarket, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like really, really reverberated through like a fucking Tesco or an Asda. I, yeah, I, I I feel like I feel like how, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like alone. I, I've heard that every time I've ever gone into a drugstore over here, like a Walgreens or a CVS or whatever over here. That just seems yeah. like a song that, you know, I have the flu and I'm going to get flu medication. <laughs> and I, I walk through the doors and I go, well, look at you and I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Too bad I, I feel like shit. Give me those lozenges. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Uh, but yeah, Love Alive. Love the Zeppelin-esque midsection in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sylvan song, acoustic, and mandolin interlude, which sets the tone for Dream of the Archer, which is another great folky number. Kick it out. Literally kicks ass. Love this rocker. Little Queen's a groovy one. Uh, Treat Me Well is a ballady one. Say Hello is an upbeat track. Cry to Me is cool and leads straight into Go On Cry, which, you know, is a real, you know, cry to me. Go on, cry. You know, mm. I love the way they sequence that because it's like, yeah, you fucking, fucking cry to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it closes the album out on a smooth, bluesy note. And uh, I mean, it's, again, this is a rotating cast of characters as far as I'm concerned, but it landed itself at number three this time guaranteed the moment we're done with this episode i'm gonna like bump everything around again (laughs) this is one of those rankings i just can't make my mind up but we'll come come back we'll come back to it in another four years and uh (laughs) and (laughs) revisit it um yeah so the honestly my three and two I was very surprised because it was my first time hearing both of these albums and most of the songs on these albums. So I was surprised with how much I liked them. My number three is Passion Works from 1983. Cool. uh, Which is their seventh album and a huge improvement from Private Audition. Absolutely. Which to me is a a mess. Um, Yeah. And and, uh, you said it all. Like it's a step towards 80s hard rock and it sounds 80s, but it, it's it's like the good that good eighties that good eighties rock music, um, bef- before bands started getting too poppy with it, and they were still there was a, there was a little bit of grit left in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Passionworks is just uh, it's you know comparatively speaking, it's way more focused with better songwriting, better songs, just period overall. And they all fit together in a nice way. Like the vibe of the album is one that just doesn't let up. And it just, mm. it's really enjoyable. And I was like, I was really vibing to this one where I like once it got going, I was just kind of like, yeah. And that didn't stop for the entire yeah. album where I just felt like way to go. Like this is like, it feels good. Like it's a good rock album from the eighties. And, um, and I, never even heard of this album prior to doing this ranking so mm. you're right because it's like it's it's very underrated because i'm like well why isn't this one that gets the name gets thrown around because i don't remember ever hearing people say heart and then saying passion works but um it's great like i just overall like i can't you can't i can't deny a, what is a good and enjoyable and strong album of of stuff um, and it kind of the end of an era for them, really. I mean, the the transitional era of the early '80s. You know, once they, you know, they really kind of like you know hit reset when you know the, the next album is called Heart, and this yeah. is you know it's like the beginning of a new era. And this this is going out on a bang when it comes to that for me because I think it's great. So that's my that's my number three from 1983. Very nice, cool. So that leads us to the silver medal. With number two. Okay, hold on. What do you, what do you have left? Okay, 
I, I think I know. I think I know what your number one is. But let's. Okay. I, My number two is Brigade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This. What when I you know listening in chronological order, coming off of Bad Animals, and then the moment Wild Child starts. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, now we're talking. This is the mm-hmm. album that the last one should have sounded like. Um, yeah. This being episode three in the kind of hair metal trilogy, you know, I think this as well reclaimed a bit more control for the Wilson sisters. I can't remember if if I'm, I could be talking out of my ass, but as far as I can remember, this is one where they like, reclaimed a little bit of creative control or something because they do have a little bit more of the folk element in there at points yeah i mean maybe they did but it's still it's still you know it's one of those albums where you look at the songwriters and there's shitloads of names in there (laughs) oh yeah 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 no absolutely this is still firmly entrenched in the um massive power ballad era the hit factory the hit factory vibe except this one i feel has a bit more you know for want of a better word heart to it because they they just yep. generally seem they generally seem more into this one um you know wild child is this excellent high energy opener uh all i want to do is pardon me sorry let me start that again Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is a horrible way to come on to someone uh so all i want to do is make love to you uh a classic, albeit controversial for its time, track. And Was it? Well, you know, there's. I've heard stories from other people of being like, <gasps> they said make love to you on the radio. That's fucking... <laughs> you know? I've I mean, heard I mean, some it's, people... It, it's only, you know, 15 years or 10 years after Feel Like Making Love was a, <laughs> was a hit song. So. I, I'm... Well, I was, I was, what is it? I was listening Maybe to. Maybe it's because it's a woman singing it and they're like, Ooh, yeah, women, well, don't, women don't talk that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, what is it? I was listening to the other day. I was listening to a, to an episode of like 60 songs that explain the nineties. And it was on the, I think it was the episode where it's, he, he does like the guy that does it does like a bit of a, you know, build up where he talks about other songs, yeah. like how we ended up here. Uh, and he talks about how his mother was enraged that the uh, that Ann Wilson said "Make love to you" on a oh. on a radio track, and was like, "I can see that. I can't believe, can't believe Heart, a band a mother likes, would make such filth." You know that sort of thing. You know, not that it's <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, there's far more edgy stuff coming out long before this point. Don't get me wrong. Sure, but you know, yeah. Still, that being said, Anne doesn't like this song because uh, the lyrics kind of weirded weirded her out a little bit. So whenever she performs it nowadays, she's changed a few lyrics around. Interesting. Uh, Now I'm curious. I don't don't I don't know what she would be referring to in the lyrics, but I guess I haven't paid much attention. There's a part later in the track where, um, like she comes across the guy and she's got her kid but she just doesn't want any involvement like like the guy's there and she she 
she didn't like that. She just didn't like the narrative of the song. So now she, you know, sings it differently or some or something. I don't okay. know the, you know, I've the video I watched on it, the the interview I watched a while back. So I again, like I, like I say, this is take what I'm saying with a grain of maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but that being said, Secret is a big old power ballad. Very clear attempt at you know here's a it's 1990 and the power ballad is king yeah um yeah tall dark handsome stranger someone's been listening to some aerosmith because i hear a lot of horns on this track alongside some overdriven distorted guitars great song though uh i didn't want to need you is another big old ballad uh you'll no- you'll notice a trend here <laughs> uh the night now i love this song it might be my favorite song on the album uh whenever this topic of stripper riffs comes up this is one of my favorites you know like love that love that feel killer stuff uh i think that was a sammy hagar co-write you know and oh. it being a Sammy Hagar co-write, I, I'm not surprised by the track's feel whatsoever. Makes, makes sense, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Fallen From Grace is a vocal showcase. Uh, that rhymed. Under the Sky harkens back to their more folky stuff, uh, kind of, still with like a bit of that E.E. Sheen on it, but not yeah. as not as bad animals-y. Uh, what else we got here? We got Cruel Nights is a vibey one stranded the big nancy song of this record uh great power ballad uh call of the wild is a hooky hard rocker i want your world to turn is a suspenseful chunk of chugging aor goodness and i love you i love you too Uh, this was episode (laughs) three of glam metal heart Uh, uh but much like all of the bands of the 80s moving into the 90s there's a there's an air of stack it with ballads, but strip the glam back a little bit. Bring the guitars up. Um, I will agree, this album's weakness is its length. Yeah. But the songs on it that I love, I love so much that it just... It's definitely... If you were to sequence it in a way where some tracks were placed differently, that this is heart back at heart 1985 but with a bit more stripped back aesthetic going on yeah i have a i have a thing to bring up though while i'm on the subject of brigade okay have you ever noticed how this album and foreigners agent provocateur have the exact same aesthetic going on no, because I don't know what that album is. <laughs> right, right. All right. I want I want you I want you to 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 look both albums up right now. Okay. Like, like look look them up. Right. Okay. We're 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 on the fly. We're on the fly here. I have so, often wondered if it's the same artist or something. Either that or it's just like a. Well, it worked for them. Okay. What's the foreigner album I'm looking for? Agent provocateur. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like the it's, I like the I like the Apple Music version of it because it animates it. The lines. Oh, really? Yep. All right. So nice. then let, let me go look at Heart. 
Brigade. It's definitely the same sort of color scheme. Same color palette, and it's a it's a letter. You know, it, I yeah, feel I feel I, like I don't know so, how. Um, I mean, it, it's not it's simple enough that like I feel like anybody could do that. Um, yeah, but like it's just it's just so similar. Yeah, you were you were you were right. An F and an H. I wonder if it was the same artist, because that is that is a very similar idea with similar yeah. colors. So huh. I mean it's just something I picked up on. Yeah. That's uh I do, are there hit songs off that Foreigner album? Because that's another Foreigner's another band that I've never listened to a full album before, so I don't well, know. Well that that's the one with I wanna know what love is on it. So oh. that was a big album. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a little bit of wishful thinking because they're like, hey, we want to have a hit as big as I want to know what love is on this album, so let's just make the album cover the same. Um. All right. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to my number two. Our our our, our top two are, are uh, quite different. Uh, my number two is Baby Lestrange from 1980. Right uh, album. It, I really, it, much like Passion Works, I really enjoyed the whole vibe of this album, and it ended up beating Passion Works just because this is, to me, the most full-on rock album they ever made. Like, Agreed. Yeah. Just. And that did a lot for me because I'm just like, yeah, because I just that's what I want because I I'm a you know, my my experience with heart prior to this was just a lot of the hit songs and none of the hit songs are folky. Like so when yeah. you when you were introduced to heart the way that I was and you hear these folky things, you're just like, why are they doing that? I thought they were a rock band, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so. Um, Baby the Strange is just for the most part uh, a, a, a rock album and it's got such a great energy. My only gripe and it's a small gripe because it's kind of a it's kind of attached to the time period. There are certain albums where I don't know why they 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 mix the snare drum so it sounds like it's being hit with a pencil. Like it's got a very <laughs> It's got a tiny understated vibe to it. It just doesn't sound necessarily mm. right. Um, not it's not beefy enough, and it's and it's you know it's like uh, it's like the snare in uh, in uh, hotter than hell. Like it's just yeah. There's this, yeah. and it's not. There's a lot of them. I think I think there's even a, a, like a, if I is it Aladdin Sane by Bowie? Maybe not Aladdin Sane. I don't know which one I'm thinking of, but there's one of his albums. That has that same snare sound, and I'm just like, why do why do people why did anybody want that? Because <laughs> it yeah. just sounds it sounds bad. But once you get over that, um, might be a cocaine mix. It could, it could be. Um, <laughs> yeah, once you once you get past that, it's there's just so many strong songs on this, and it's just a whole collection of really energetic, really well done, you know rock from 1980 and um <clears throat> yeah i had never heard any song from this prior to this uh thing 
And I was just so just like, man, this I'm into this. This is fucking great. Um, And which which was probably why. I was very let down by private audition because I was like, <laughs> I like where we're going here. And then I'm like, oh, no, what happened? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just think Baby the Strangers is great. It's just um, the whole thing, everything about it, I just think is uh, as um, per- is perfect. I just because that's what I want from heart. I want. I want a I want a rock album. They could have a little bit of variety of how they're doing things. That's fine. I don't want it to be just one note. But give me a rock album, and just put their two faces on the cover. That's that's it. <laughs> that's yeah. that's all they that's all they need to do. And I'm in. Um, which is a, which is a nod to what my number one is too. <laughs> cool. Well, um, with that, it's time for me to. To gush about my number one. Yep. Uh, my number one is Heart, nineteen eighty five. I I I had a feeling even before we even started talking about him, I was like, yeah, I feel like this is going to be number one because it's yeah it, ticks it's, all of your boxes really. It it does it does it's the glam metal makeover album you know yeah. it's, and it's an and it's an eighties classic you know. And and uh, I, and and I there and on the cover, whoever it is that's standing on the far right, they look awkward as fuck. And every time I see the album cover, it makes me giggle because I don't know. I'm sure they were just trying to make a picture of everybody, and that that dude seems like he just couldn't get his shit together, and so he just looks so uncomfortable or something. On oh the, my on god! The guy on the guy I, on the far right. <laughs> I've looks, never even like, like I've never even thought about it, but yeah, he he definitely he he doesn't know whether he's like at a Duran Duran or a Dawkins <laughs> show. Yeah, like <laughs> I just I but the, but they're, the album covers like that are the kind that I really wish they had just filmed it. So you could just yeah. see them all. What are they doing? What are they talking about when they're doing like all of these different poses? Like Nancy, get on the ground, okay? It's like you know, it's like it's just I want to be a fly on the wall, and the, and just and you know that that guy on the right was like, uh, this just doesn't feel right, man. Well, well, I will say this: I can tell you one thing that the uh, that the photographer was saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that's some good shit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's It kicks off with If Looks Could Kill. And Anne is straight up murderous on this hard rocking cut, dude. Like, it's, it's an awesome chorus. Very montage music. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. a big win for me. Um, what About Love? One of my favorite power ballads of all time. Um do you, you want to know a weird, a weird pet peeve I have about that song? Is it the chorus? Yes. And the syllables in the chorus? Yes. Because it always, it always feels like they could have done better. Because the actual lead-in, what about love? That's so, it's so like, yeah. And then it's like, yeah. It's like it, it literally kind of falls apart. And I'm just like... Yeah. You, they literally could have tweaked that and made it even keep the fist in the air, but it literally just makes it go, yeah. What about love? Do you want something from the store? Because I'm about to go there. 
Oh, it's very, I it will just, never it, hear that song in the same <laughs> way again. So I've always, I've always just thought that could have been done better. But, you know, once again, it was a huge hit. So who the fuck am I? But I just always think that comparative, comparatively, from line one to line two, it doesn't quite carry the same weight. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I have often thought the, the same thing, but the... the the way the verses set up the what about love part yeah like uh, by that point i'm already satisfied you know i'm like okay yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's just a really good song though um but then you get never like what a great song it's like it's like half madonna style pop half bon jovi yeah i yeah. fucking love I, that i like that one yeah, uh, I mean, and then you follow that up with these dreams. I mean, this album is stacked. Yeah, I like dude. that. I like that. That, that honestly, that might be my favorite from that era of Heart. I don't know what it is about that one. That's probably a nostalgic thing right there. Like remembering that song on the radio, and it just has a nice melodic quality to it. You know. Yeah, it's just got that like ethereal dreamlike quality to it like even the music video is just so otherworldly you know yeah they're in they're in what like a desert with a bunch of like roman ruins around them and the the uh, guitarists are jumping backwards into a body of water <laughs> yeah. hands coming out of the floor it's a uh, and, it, and the and the it just fe- something about it especially the the verses I don't know why they just feel they make me feel like I'm in the 80s again. Um, just the pr- the production of the vocals, the way that they're sang and the melody and everything. It just yeah. really is a like, you know, the they, they got their money's worth out of that. Whoever wrote that one. I don't know who wrote that song, but um, it's yeah. it's it to me. It's just like a perfect pop song. And it, and of course, sung by Ann Wilson. And it sounds even better. So, mm. Well, this one, um, I mean, this one's Nancy on lead, lead vocals. But like, is it? Yeah, this is Nancy's um, spot. Yeah, this is her big song off of this. Um, wow, that just blew my mind. I've never, I've never really paid attention, and I bet, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's clearly not Anne. But I've never really made the. I'm just sort of like, it's a heart <laughs> song. I'm just listening to this heart song. Um, way well, to go, you know, Nancy. That's that's great. I will say though, you know, the few times that you see Anne in this video, Anne is just—I mean, I know I—I I, I know I keep bringing it up, but Anne is just <laughs> stunning in this video, man. Like I, I remember first time I saw it, it was one of those moments where, you know how, <laughs> you know how like, you know how like nineteen forties cartoons like. Tom would, <laughs> Tom would smell like a pie on the counter and start floating. Yeah, like, like your your pupils turn into hearts or some shit. That was me the first time I saw this. You're like, was, you're like that. I was the, hypnotized. Yeah, you're like, like the, <laughs> in that one old cartoon where the wolf goes to like the strip club and his tongue rolls out <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's hitting himself with a mallet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. This, this is a very nice it's it's very nice on the eyes this video i yeah such as yeah 
I was in the, I never, I was, they, it's really weird to think back to being a kid in the eighties because I, you hear a lot of kids talk about, oh, I was, I had a crush on this artist or this movie star. Um, but when I try to think about those things and go, who was it? And it literally was nobody else except Madonna mattered. (laughs) So (laughs) Madonna was my thing. And, um, and so I feel like she ruined it for everybody else. (laughs) Cause I was just like, well, she's not Madonna. So, uh, you know, I don't know what else I can do. Madonna exists. So nice try, Mm. but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I I know that they would much rather be remembered for their music, which, as as far as I'm concerned, absolutely. That being said, this is a this is an era that yeah. you know is is an audiovisual chef's kiss yeah. from Eddie Sparks. The over total here. package. Yeah. Hell of a package. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, the wolf. Uh, possibly the most outwardly hair metal song that Hart ever put their name to. Mm-hmm. Like, when, the first time I heard that song, I was like, more of that, please. And we did get a little bit of, of that on Brigade. Uh, not really any on Bad Animals, but, uh, I mean, All Eyes is this 80s pop rocker. Nobody Home, love this ballad. You can definitely tell that they were going for a chicago you're the inspiration kind of vibe though and you know as far as i'm concerned i love that i love those yeah you know peter cetera glory of love style power ballads of the era you know just like optimum cheese factor but i fucking love that uh nothing at all one of the album's more underrated singles uh what he don't know is a laid-back rocker and then closing the album out with shell shock what a killer song that is i fucking love that that's uh i remember the first time i heard it was the b-side on uh it's a b-side on a seven inch single of what about love that i just happened upon in the wild oh, okay and they were selling it they were selling it in uh nostalgia music nostalgia in truro for like 50p and i was like well, i'm fucking having that cool yeah um but i knew the song so i was like yeah let's try the b-side and it's a killer and that's in that seven inch that's a big hole seven inch it's got you need to have the no it's not a big hole no no it's interesting yeah over here i don't know if that's exclusively an american thing sometimes you'll get them but okay because that that is that is a literally a site that that is nostalgic for me the big hole seven inch because yeah. that's that's the jukebox. Ones. So it's so many that so much of what I first started getting when I was young. Um, I've got a few of those. Yeah, was it? I mean, I don't have any of them anymore. But I mean, I mean, I, except for ones that I rebought. But but I just remember back in the day, it just immediately takes me to there was a record store in the mall close to my house when I was a kid that was. Was it Hastings? I think that was the. Um, I don't know if that's what it was because it changed. I think it changed names at some point, but I think it may have originally been Hastings. But I remember that 
they had a record player set up and connected to the sound system in the store. And you were allowed to take a seven inch off the shelf and put it on and play it. So you could like listen to it. And I remember, I just have a weird, it immediately makes me feel like I'm in the store and I'm just all like, Oh, let's listen to this new air supply single or whatever. (laughs) You put it on and it would play in the speakers. And then you would make your decision like, Hmm, my end of this, do I want to buy this, this one? And And obviously it wasn't, I, they weren't referred to as seven inches. They were 45s. That's what it yeah. was. Um, I'd be like, "Am I going to buy this forty-five, or you know, with my with my allowance money, or or beg my mom to buy it for me?" And so I, I don't yeah. know. I just it's kind of a, it's a, a tangent, but it's related. But just because I love the, I don't know what it is. Because nowadays, if if somebody gives me puts out a seven inch and it has the big hole, I'm like, oh, who, oh, "Come on, I got to get out my adapter." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's like it's sure it's in a drawer, but I'm lazy. I just want to put the record on. Um, but anyway, back in the day, I just look at that and I go, God, this is like my, my childhood is the big hole with the little yellow adapter looking thing in it. And I'm like, man, anyway, that's his childhood. <laughs> that's my childhood right there. Hell yeah. So, yeah, that is that is my number one. So uh, over sweet to you. But I love how we both had the beginnings of, you know, yours is the beginning of the sort of second era of of Heart with their self-titled. And mine is legit their first album, uh, Dream Boat Annie from 1975. So this is one where it's it gets it gets its points from both ends, because like the the last two albums I talked about that were just really strong, had a great vibe, full-on solid album that I enjoyed from beginning to end. This one is that also has Magic Man and Crazy on you on it. (laughs) So it's got these big songs, which I would go, I'm going to go on record and I say I think Crazy on You is the best heart song of the 70s. Um, I, I love it. And, um, and I, I, everything from the way it's the, the way the way she sings it, all the way to that riff, that just I just love that. So that one's already a strong song, but the whole album, the way that it plays out, it I was just really impressed with the variety of songs on it because it's got rockers and it's got folky things on it, but it's done in a way where. It really it holds my attention from beginning to end. And I'm just like, wow, this is really like for the band that they were in the early days. They really nailed it, like right from the get go with the kind of songs they wanted to do, but presenting them in a really well done album, like a very strong debut album. And so. And I just that's pretty impressive to me that for any for any band to like, you know, come out with something because, you know, I, there's always that the, the things that people say about, oh, you had years to write your first album. But sure, but not all first albums are good, though. <laughs> it's like yeah. it doesn't matter how much time you have. If you, you know, sometimes making the first album is what inspires you to actually write better songs and do better shit. But in some cases, you just have your shit together, and there was already just a real sort of magic between 
the the Wilson sisters and the guys they were playing with. Like it's just great sounding seventies rock. And, you know, every time I would, you know, once I had kind of a ranking together, I would just, I dipped over to like, you know, different songs on different albums. And this was the one that every time I'd be like, I just, that just, this is just, this is just so great. Um, and it was their first album. So I had to put it at number one, just because I was it. Yeah. All of those reasons. I'm just, I'm, I was very, very impressed with how strong their first album was. Cause I, because because you you're you're kind of led to believe that that um, little queen is the big one because it's got Barracuda, so I was mm. prepared for this to be, you know, like the first Rush album. The first Rush album is really good, but you know they they build upon that. Um, and, but this one, I was just like, man, they already had it all nailed down here. They knew who the fuck they were and what they were doing, and so just you know let, set them off, let them go, and so. Uh, yeah, so Dreamboat Annie is uh, is my number one, which we've I love it. We've ten years apart. We've 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 have the eighties and the seventies represented oh, yeah. in the top. I think that's that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Killer stuff. So yeah, and and so now we're done with hard knives. We usually do. We do this. Ready? Three, two, one. Yeah, yeah we did it. Yeah. Just when you thought it was over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's hard. That's the, that was two. That was a two. That was a beefy two-parter. Um, that was a beefy two-parter. That was very beefy two-parter. And and I, if I'm not r- r- mistaken, our last two-parter of this year of of yeah. 2023 because we've it's. The fact that we're hurtling towards 2024 is just, frankly, a frightening prospect. Yeah. That, that is, like, we started doing this in 2020. June 2020, and this, it's fucking wild. It'll be going to our fifth year, is, our fifth year doing this is what we're going insane. into. It's yeah. insane. Like, yeah. It, who would have thought? Yeah. But I'm, you know what? I'm fucking proud of this body of work, man. That we we are just building, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's. I yeah. mean, that's the thing is that you know. I keep I keep thinking to myself, yeah. When there when there's when there's a when there's a huge you know nuclear disaster and people need entertainment, I'm like, oh wait, they probably won't have the internet. <laughs> 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 so I so I'm like, never mind. But I you know if something happens where I don't know, you're, there's another uh, we, pandemic, you know. Uh, Hopefully not, um, yeah. but you know, like uh, or something, and you need hours and hours and out, literally, probably months of entertainment. At um, least, at least a few weeks. Like, yeah. actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, like uh, some of our episodes are upwards of like two and a half to three hours. Yeah. So, yeah, there's probably plenty. That there's definitely days weeks possibly months yeah of at of this content point. and, and yeah. um yeah so i get yeah it's it's crazy but uh, but you know and, and one day maybe we'll get you know compensated but i don't i don't i'm just like 
I, I, I hear other other podcasts and they you know they all start off with like sponsorships or all these different things. And I'm just like, why isn't it, why does nobody contact us? <laughs> like you Maybe know, we I'm, need to do some networking, appear on some other shows. Oh, I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> um, and there and therein, therein lies, lies the, the problem. problem. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah. All right, cool. Well, that was that. So, we, yeah, we've got a few shows left before the end of the year. And like we discussed last time, we're going to do a, a holiday episode slash Christmas episode, however you want to, you know, Hanukkah. Episode. I guess it's not Hanukkah. Well, it is Hanukkah, but it's not that particular day. Anyway, um, you know, we, we, we're, we're, we celebrate um, all holidays and no holidays at the same time. And, um, yeah, we've got two, two more bands we're going to do this year yeah one uh very lesser known and the other one of the most known <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah. uh it'll be nice that's all i'm gonna say is you know it's absolutely a, i'll it's let a nice the, uh, I'll, I'll let the listeners try and uh or the watchers whoever Ooh. which whichever side the of peanut the butter uh, platypuses yeah, whichever side of the coin y'all are on, uh, who who are the most known, or among the most known? There's there's quite a few there, but I'll let yeah. Them. The when I say most known, the band that comes to mind isn't who we're doing, but oh, we'll get around to them. But you know, it's yeah. for it's they're probably in the top five that people would throw out their name. Yeah, um, and, big uh, band. It's a big deal. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, we got a handful of shows left to go this year. So, uh, thanks everybody for, for listening and watching and everything. And, um, we, we should be back next week with the next, uh, the next kind of short band ranking, but one that, uh, is actually two bands, but really one band with two names and we both really (laughs) like them. And uh, yes. they're they're a band that should be talked about more. So we we're going to be doing that. We're going to be uh, dedicating a whole episode to uh, these this two in one band or one in two band or some shit like that. Anyway, all right, cool. That'll be next time. Uh, at this mm-hmm. point, we're, we're we're done. Thank you for being here. And as usual, I'm going to throw it over to Edward J. Sparks. I don't know why I gave you the J. <laughs> well, my um, middle name is James, so. Oh well, there we go. Maybe that's where maybe it's, go. it's maybe it's in my brain somewhere. Anyway, uh, James Tiberius Sparks. Um, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> that's Captain Kirk's uh, middle name. Um, <laughs> anyway, isn't that right? Yeah, James Tiberius Kirk, I think, is his name. I'm not even a Trekkie, and I know that. And that's so fuck. <laughs> that's that's common knowledge. Anyway, Eddie Sparks is now going to take us out. Later, dude, goes on when I finish the episode. Every second of the outro, I try and find something that works. Please help. <laughs> I thought you were going to do, I thought you were going to do, a, later, dude, don't you have a good time listening to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Saved it. Saved it. There right, we go. Right, right, right.